Thanks for tuning in to PR Hangover. This podcast is brought to you by Grand Valley State University's chapter of PRSSA. I'm your host, Olivia Dolly, and I want to thank you for choosing this podcast to cure your PR hangover. As we all know, there isn't one specific role in public relations. You're usually asked to do a multitude of different things, different tasks, different projects. This week's episode of PR Hangover features two students both of whom are not from West Michigan or attending West Michigan School. We have on the podcast this week, Kamen and Brenda. Kamen is from Georgia and he attends Kennesaw State University and Verinda who attends Penn State. So this first student is Kamen and we just touch a little bit on just about everything from DEI initiatives to NMGZ in the workplace. We have a very broad sense of conversation that there's a lot of key components in that touch on his geographic area and also the demographics. So without further ado, I'd love to welcome Kamen Hunter. Kamen, welcome to PR Hangover. It's great to see you back and from LA and from California. Um, How are you and like, how are your classes going? Is there anything interesting going on with your PRSSA chapter? Oh, I'm pretty good. Um, so I'm entering my senior year in college. Um, kind of like having a new vision on like where I want to go in the future. But as for the PR club or PRSSA, I don't know why I always say the PR club because like I don't know. Uh, as for the PRSSA, um, we're looking to do a podcast and kind of just like kick up the semester. We had our first meeting last week, which was pretty good, and yeah, I'm really excited for this semester. Awesome. I'm excited to hear more about your podcast and kind of seeing where your the direction that you guys go. Um, so tell me, are you an Adam PR major or what's your background at Kennesaw State? I really want to go into more public relations just because after like finding a huge passion in it, I feel like I don't really need a minor for like to go more in depth in my career. I feel like more certifications and like with my role with the PR director with the PRSSA I feel like that says enough about like what I could bring to the table for future opportunities so um to avoid any extra time in like college and like I don't want to pay like any more like money out of pocket I'm just going to say like uh go straight for the uh major and then just get a bunch of certifications so right now I'm shooting for an Adobe Lightroom certification as well as kind of learning camera work so I can like do photo shoots and like uh uh do more of the photography side of public relations and just a lot of media stuff well that's awesome I agree I think that like in our major field specific it's better just to get that experience than that education side unless you want to go more like corporate com or that sort of thing and so I really like that direction that you're taking and Photography is a really great tool to use, especially as we're moving more towards digital and you can use it for video and that sort of thing. And so getting certified in Lightroom will definitely be a really good asset to your degree. So that's awesome. Um, What do you think kind of gauged your interest in public relations? Did you know from the beginning that you wanted to go into it or was there something that kind of like sparked your interest? Um, I always just love talking to people and just getting to know every side of every person. So when I found out there's like a whole career that could be geared towards that and just like understanding a target audience and kind of just like 
communicating one message to another um that's when it just kind of caught my attention at first I was a communications major but then um when I like reviewed like the salary for communications major uh and then like it was too broad to the point where public relations kind of narrowed it down but then PR is also really broad too so um I don't know it's just something about like meeting new people and it's like uh just kind of butting ideas together and just working with a PR team and just kind of creating like something that's really magical that can easily be put into effect to make an organization look like kind of uh, I'm sorry can I re-say that okay um but yeah uh just to I love the idea of just creating like either like a campaign or just like a new like image for a new organization just to rebuild or rebrand themselves so um I always feel like going back onto the creativity side, um, I just feel like everyone has a way to be creative. So it's like more if you get in touch with that creative side that you have on your inner self, then uh, it kind of sets you as it kind of guides you as a stepping stone towards your career. So say like one thing that has inspired me in the past is my love for music. Uh, music has helped me grow as a person. It has helped me like through my hard times and it kind of helped me like find my passion for public relations so whenever I kind of get to know or like just like see like my creative side and everything I kind of like play a good soundtrack or something to like help me get through like um one of my creative thinking processes so I don't know just like the whole idea of just being creative and kind of going about that and just seeing where that goes and uh, kind of implementing it to like other aspects of your life and your career so um, yeah 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 absolutely I think that it's really awesome that you can take something that you love like music and then put it towards your career and then futuristically speaking work in that same field so you can kind of like get the best of both worlds yeah um do you think that you have like a niche in PR and if so what is it um, at first, I would say social media, but then uh, with my internship, I kind of wrote a lot of press releases. So one of my favorite things about writing press releases is that it's pretty much just telling a story. Like uh, I was saying that everyone has a story. So once you um, kind of create a story, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I just find a really good rush in writing and typing like up a good press release so say one of my last press releases were about it, it was about um one of our events that we had for fundraising so whatever at my internship with the boy scouts for example um we have multiple fundraisers that raise over millions of dollars for our organization so um i love just like kind of making that into a compelling story just so we can get more donors and like uh say like once I create like a really good press release, we can pitch it to like the next news source. So uh, one of the most popular news outlets in Atlanta is the AJC. So I remember my first press release I wrote, it was for the AJC and I never really knew it was gonna actually go that far because like AJC is like one, I don't know, it's like a huge name for Atlanta. So just knowing, um, being able to kind of write a story and just like going off that and being able to pitch that story to multiple news sources and outlets. Um, yeah, 
I don't know, it just kind of sticks out to me for yeah. the big. So I'm not entirely sure how big your school is, but just kind of speaking on behalf of my school in West Michigan, where there's not really a lot of diversity, that sort of thing. How do you think that going to a bigger school, kind of a bigger city, has an impact on your practice and your perspective as a future public relations professional? Oh, yes, definitely. Just because like, um, Kennesaw State, what I really like about it is that it's really diverse. So whenever i travel to like sec schools like uga i i honestly i love the environment but i don't really see that much diversity so whenever i go around campus at kennesaw state it's you get to like know different people with different backgrounds so um one of my favorite classes i'm taking right now is intercultural communication and that just kind of gives you like a whole like aspect on like where everyone comes from and it kind of connects you with like different varieties of people and since Kennesaw is about like 20 minutes from Atlanta, it presents you with, with like so many different opportunities. So say a lot of our um, opportunities that like the PRSSA can offer is touring news studios or news outlets, and then also like connecting with big names and corporations and um, this going on from there, just because like say the Coca-Cola headquarters is like, 15 20 minutes from our campus so just like being able to like kind of be that close to with big names and also kind of branching out and just like um being able to see different varieties of people that kind of helps us grow or kind of grows your, your career and like it kind of just like enhances your vision for your career is what I'm trying to say yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. I think that being in like the area that we're in, it's really hard to provide those perspectives. And so that's something that when I see it, you know, for example, at your school, it's something that I really value and I would gravitate towards more because I see that equal representation. So that's awesome that you feel the same way about it. I have a question for you, though. So yeah. do you ever like go to any of like the other colleges in Michigan and just like a like say what's like one of like the big like schools in Michigan probably Michigan State University of Michigan would you ever like act like you're like a student at Michigan State and just like kind of go with the flow like that and like see where it takes you or no because like I used to do that with, at UGA all the time I would just like kind of dress like a UGA student and see where it would go and, and then that's how I kind of grew my connections Really? I've never done that before. That oh, I should do that, though. I mean, because I always thought about next year or potentially in the future years, like combining with some of the PRSSA chapters or something. Um, but I've never thought about just kind of like blending in and then like getting to know people and everything. I think that that could be really good kind of like branding like work. I don't know. It's oh, no, idea. it's kind of a bad habit because even like since I do travel a lot, I would like always like go to different. I mean, just like go on a canvas just to check it out. But then if I go on canvas, I kind of bring a book in like my book bag to so say like one time I was in New York. Um, I went to like the NYU campus and I just like brought my book bag. And then like everyone was asking me, are you a student here? I love your like your outfit. I love like you don't seem like you're from around here. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm an NYU student. And then like. I don't know, like at the end of the day, they'll like eventually find out that like I don't go to NYU. <laughs> they yeah. social medias, but I don't know. It's like a fun story and like a fun way to meet new people like outside of like um, your college campus. Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, I think 
I mean, sometimes I'll go on other campuses, but I kind of just feel like it's more discreet. It's not as like, like I'm like talking to new people. And I think that I should do that just to kind of get out of my shell more. But I thought that's really interesting because even though like we're all in the same state, I feel like there are a lot of cultural, there can be a little bit of differences just in the way like people act and the way they think, just depending on the area. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's really interesting though. I never thought about that. Huh. <laughs> um, what do you think are some of like the misconceptions that you hear about Generation Z? I know that you're a member also of the National Millennial and Gen Z community. And so um I'm sure that you have a whirlpool of just kind of perspectives and shapes of what we are. Oh yeah. Um, so I feel like one big misconception is that we are like a generation controlled by technology, but in a way, it kind of does open up our eyes to the world around us. So say back in like the 1960s or like the 19, like the previous generations, um, you would just like be given the idea like, oh, you have to like pursue, pursue a career like that you think you would want and you won't really get like a really in-depth look at it. So you kind of have to like wing it. So like, I know like one of my mentors, he told me that his dad kind of like dug himself a hole inside of like a career that he didn't want to pursue in just because like he thought he wanted to. But but since by the time he like his dad graduated, it was like something that he didn't want to do. So um, just going back on the social media aspect of it, I feel like social media does kind of like open up your eyes to like get to know like different viewpoints of everything. So say like when I started my career in public relations, I wasn't hundred percent sure what a career in public relations looked like, but just say like, if I looked it up on TikTok, I can like easily like see it a day in the life of like what a PR um, public relations, like specialist, like what their day looks like. So it does kind of like inform you better, but it kind of like does also have its downside in a way. To say, like, if you're on social media too much, like, it'll get you disconnected from, like, the real world. And uh, it kind of, like, puts you in a mindset in a way. Yeah, I think that social media is definitely a blessing and a curse just because there are a lot of more job opportunities, that sort of thing. But, um, you know, just with everything, it can be kind of like distorted and that sort of thing. But in the end, I think that it all just depends on balance and how much you use it. And so, I mean, I think it'll it's only going to improve from here. I know like um. I don't know for me like whenever I go on social media I literally squirrel and squirrel and squirrel for like hours on top of hours but like I don't know I feel like the content I'm scrolling through it's like more informal and like it kind of helps me grow as a like a person and like grow my career but like at the same time it's like I'm easily disconnected from like the real world exactly yeah yeah I mean I could just be reading stuff all day or just like scrolling through TikTok and then time just passes and like you had all this time in the world and now it's just, it's just gone. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, what do you think are some of the changes that you'd like to see or how you're contributing to see as our generation takes more of these authoritative roles? Um, I feel like one change I would like to see is just, uh, let's see. Oh, that's a tricky one. <laughs> um, I guess like more 
uh, open-mindedness, like, for our generation, because, like, um, just going back on, like, uh, how previous generations were raised, it was, like, more of, like, one idea from, like, say your parent is pressured onto you, and then, like, uh, when I was growing up, I know, like, a lot of people had, like, a, like, a one-sided mindset on, like, how, like, a situation would be handled, so say, like, if you keep an open mind, going back on what I said earlier about getting to know different people, like, and where other people come from. So once you, like, get to know and understand, like, where other people come from, then it's, like, less of a one-sided opinion. And I've, like, been in situations where, like, say, oh, it'll be, like, a conversation about, like, well, I hate, like, being in conversations about politics, but, like, I'll be in a conversation with uh politics. Like, I'm a I'm not like I'm like I don't know like I would just talk to someone about like one of like the uh, races that are going on like the campaigns and I feel like whenever we like talk about like something that's like this or that it's always like one person never gets the full aspect of like what you were trying to say and they always like try to push like their beliefs in a way if that makes any sense so say like um yeah for example, like, say, like, uh, I feel like previous generations would just push your, like, their beliefs on, like, whatever, I guess, like, they believe, but, like, they never, like, had the opportunity, like, to listen to, like, what other people have to say and, like, where other people are coming from. Exactly. That's a problem that struggled a lot in kind of my hometown area. Everyone was all just kind of, like, black and white one side or the other, and no one really took time to listen to other people. And, like, personally, I think even if I don't agree with someone, it's like the more I can listen to someone, engage their perspective, the more you can learn. And maybe like that can help you build your side or it can help you consider new things that you never thought of before. Yeah. yeah. I like that, like the that simile or the metaphor or whatever, like comparison in a way, like the yeah. black and white. Cause like, have you ever heard like what a rainbow brain is, I guess? It's like when you just kind of keep an open aspect on everything or, like, keep an open, like, mind on, like, everything around you, and, like, you're not really judgy, you're just, like, oh, that's, like, how they think, and I kind of value, like, your thought about that, or, like, your opinion is valid, so I'll take that into account and move forward. Exactly, I really like that, yeah, I think that could help our generation for the future, and honestly, it could just help us overall, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I guess just one last thing. Um, is there what is one thing that you wish you would have known in high school that you know now? Um, I wish I wasn't well, well, I wish I known that I was like more of a people pleaser because like back in like high school or like um I guess like early middle school, I'd always like kind of like get everyone's opinion stuck in my head and I never valued my own opinion. And it's just going back to, like, the other thing, like, saying, like, I just saw, like, black and white when I never, like, once I found my own voice and, like, saw, like, oh, my opinion matters, then, like, that's when I started to, like, get more in touch with, like, say, like, my career, like, uh, just, it kind of motivates me to be, like, a um, more, like, a productive person, because, like, listening to other people's opinions kind of made me stagnant, and it, like, um, never like gave me the opportunity to grow like my mindset never gave me the opportunity to like grow my like well-being and like everything else it's like I don't know like 
I always like just found myself being stuck in like more of a follower aspect rather than like just doing like my own pace. So um, as soon as like I found myself and like found like started doing stuff that I wanted for myself, like it kind of goes with that saying, what doesn't, well, what's that saying? It's like, it's all from euphoria. Um, it's, I don't chase, I attract. What is for me will find my way to me. So like, say like most of the things that I've done in the past, like say like um, some of like my jobs and everything, I've never like been on a search for a job. They usually come to me naturally. Like, um, for example, one of my favorite jobs was like working at um, this workout studio called Hotworks. Like, I was literally simply just working out at the gym, and next thing I know, the owner just came up to me, which I love the owner by heart to this day. She literally came up to me and was like, "Came in." She knew me, but like she knows like me because like I used to be like the guy that just went in straight, like did the workout like for an hour and a half or something but she literally hired me on the spot because she just saw me like really motivated so like I said like what I don't chase I attract what isn't for me simply I don't know but sorry (laughs) I'm not gonna say it just like literally that saying yeah no that's that is so true you know like it's it's hard not to like feel like you're getting that recognition, but it's like that consistency shows that people are watching and they're always looking out for, you know, they're always recognizing the work that you put in and that consistency goes a long way. Definitely. And then like, it just kind of keeps you in a, like makes you have an open mind for like the future and like, I don't know, never like doubt yourself in the future or like your self-worth or anything. Exactly. Well, Cayman, it's been great having you on the podcast and kind of diving more into your perspective and your experiences at Kennesaw State and how you foresee our generation turning as we're kind of taking those leadership roles. So I appreciate you being willing to be on the podcast. And I'm also really looking forward to hearing more about your chapters development of a podcast. So you have to keep me updated with everything. And I wish you the best. I'll definitely keep you updated with everything I can saw, and even the podcast as well. This next guest, we welcome Verinda. She is a senior majoring in public relations and human-centered design and development at Penn State University. Originally, Verinda is from India, and she's very keen on learning about different cultures, and she's very inclined towards exploring the intersection of technology and media and communications industry. Speaking with Verinda, she said that Penn State is very big on technology and learning more into the IT realm, and so also throughout her coursework and work experience at agencies, she has had internships with Edelman, Nike Communications, and various small marketing firms and she has been able to develop an interest in audience and segmentation diving deep into the nuisance of users and their behaviors so without further ado i'd love to welcome verinda Brenda, I am so grateful to have you here with us today. I'm really looking forward to diving deeper into your experiences, uh, majoring in public relations and human-centered design and development. We don't have a program like that here at Grand Valley, and so I'm really excited to kind of learn more about what that's like and how you can connect IT and more of the digital side of public relations and kind of like using that into your practices as a Adam PR professional. Thank you so much, Olivia, for having me. Um, This is such a good opportunity, and I'm so glad that I get to be a part of this. 
Yeah. Well, thank you again for joining us. Um, do you just want to share a little bit about your background, maybe your education history? Yeah, of course. So I uh, am an international student from India. I came to the U.S. to, uh, you know, uh, do my bachelor's in public relations initially. Um, and that was actually the first time I ever came to the United States. Um, so that was really, really interesting to kind of see the cultural differences just a week before classes. Um, I initially wanted to do something in the advertising industry and uh, the communications industry in general. Um, and like kind of exploring my options, uh, doing a couple of internships, I realized that I wanted to do something more um, into something that was more intellectually stimulating for me beyond just public relations. I really enjoyed public relations, but but only to a certain extent or only some parts of it. Um, and that's why I started exploring other options. And um, after my first internship at Nike Communications, I thought that, um, you know, maybe this is something I don't really want to do. Um, but because I enjoyed PR and certain parts of it, I thought that clubbing it with another, um, you know, a little more challenging and uh, and a little more, um, you know, niche and unique um, skill set. Um, I found human-centered design um, with the College of Information Sciences and Technology, and I thought that would be a good fit because I'm a creative person and uh, I also like enjoy, I enjoy um, just, you know, designing and kind of learning more about people and and a little bit of the technology side, but not too much. Um, so I thought this was like a perfect blend for me and what my interests uh, were at the time. And I'm really glad I made the switch and the transition to it. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about my background. I'm still like learning about what I really like and what I enjoy. Um, but I, for now, I'm kind of really interested in consumer audience insights and doing more research-based work. Um, so just looking for jobs over there. Yeah. Wow. That sounds like you've been really busy these past four years, roughly. What kind of, so I know that coming and being an international student, what was something that really motivated you to want to pursue public relations and advertising? Um, I think um, I was 18 when I came in and I was quite lost. And as, as an introvert, I was also just really interested to kind of, um, you know, kind of funny enough, like I was really interested to kind of know more people and like what they really thought, but I didn't really have it in me back then to kind of go out there and just, you know, be an outgoing person. Um, and when I read about advertising and like how I was like already, already always very intrigued by it. Um, and when advertising option came my way and public relations as well, I thought it'll be like a cool, um, you know, pathway to kind of I didn't really think too much, honestly. Um, I was like, there's something like calls at me right now. I liked enjoying, I, I, I liked writing a little and I was creative. I thought like advertising would be a fun route. Uh, but then I was like, you know, like taking a couple of classes and I was like, maybe advertising isn't for me. Like, I don't really like the whole, like being like too creative and like coming up with ads and writing scripts. That's not my thing. Um, so I chose public relations and I'm really glad because I think, there was a lot of versatility to it. And, um, and you know, just, I have always enjoyed 
uh, skills in in uh, you know positions that are dynamic and not necessarily focusing on just one aspect of something. Um, so that's what like motivated me towards public relations because it it just felt like. I could do anything with it and I could fit in anywhere and in any industry. And that's why I think I, I went with public relations initially. Yeah, absolutely. Here at Grand Valley, it's a combined degree. And so it's advertising and public relations. And um, I think that, you know, like you said, you had an interest in both. And since there's so many transferable skills, a lot of it, you know, like it's all integrated marketing, whatever. And Mm -hmm. so I think that that's cool that you kind of had a taste of both. And then also had that other experience with more of like the technology side as well. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And um, are you involved in any extracurriculars or clubs of that nature on campus? Yeah, so uh, initially, uh, as a freshman, I joined a couple of organizations because I wanted to explore my options. So I started with Herd Campus. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but it's like a national organization comprised mostly of women writers. And um, it, it has nationwide chapters. I'm not really sure how many, but over like 200 or 500 um and they collaborate with different universities and like students and have like student writers um so I kind of started with that to kind of polish my writing skills and then I also joined Happy Valley Communications uh which is a student-run communications agency on campus and what we typically do is Um, We partner with local and regional small businesses and um, boutiques or restaurants and help them, you know, uh, help them in their marketing, advertising, public relations work. Um, We are a no-cost student-run agency and our vision is to um, uh, kind of help students build that skill set going into the industry because we're all freshmen and sophomores at the time and also like getting the real world experience so that was just like my one of the first ventures I I joined in college and I'm still with Happy Valley Communications um, in my fourth year um, and I'm the president right now and it's been a really really crazy and and fun journey and I have learned so much so I'm a little sad that I'll be leaving in a few months but it's been it's been really good yeah, that's that's awesome. We also have I think we've talked we've talked a little bit about ours, but um we have Grand PR and it's basically the same gist and everything. And you know, this semester our firm is roughly like 20 people and that that was a big jump from last year. It's just double the amount of numbers. So like roughly how many people do you guys have in your firm? Um so it's it typically varies from a semester because fall <laughs> semester is very busy, much busier than the spring. Um, but so depending on the number of clients we take on. Uh, so let's say if we have seven clients, uh, we typically have five people per team or six people. So it could be like 35 people in total or 40 people as well. I think the the maximum we have went is 50 students um, and uh, each team has like five to six uh, even seven people depending on the needs of the client and how many people applied and what kind of applications we got um but we kind of tried to keep it to five people per team from um especially since the last couple of years to kind of focus on a more one-on-one experience for our students and also like having a more um having better learning opportunities for them um so yeah typically like right now we have 36 people and then 
um, seven people on the board of directors who kind of helped me run things. So all in all, like 45, 42 people um, here and there. <laughs> That's awesome. I know that since like here we have under 20,000 students and like I know you go to a really big university and everything so I think that that's cool that like you guys have a lot of those opportunities as well yeah yeah for sure um so going to Penn State what initially inspired you as an international student honestly like every time somebody asks me this question I'm like you know, I don't know. It's just some, something just felt right about the university. I um, I applied to around eight to nine universities and um, mostly for like different programs and a couple of them communications. Um, and uh, when I found out that I got accepted to Penn State, I was like, you know, maybe I'll just put this on the back burner for now. I, I want to go to Wisconsin-Madison. That's like my dream school. Um, and they really have a good media program. I really want to go there. But I didn't get through and I was just like, you know what, it's it's fine. And I had to choose between a couple of universities and then Penn State. Um, and then I just looked up the communications program and all the classes that they offered and all the extracurriculars that they had. Uh, Penn State has over like a thousand clubs um and we have a lot of communities and and uh, internship opportunities we have a i think we have the number one um, alumni network program in in the us um and all of these things combined these were like all the logistics side of things that kind of helped me make my decision easier but um but i think it's something just like felt right with penn state and i was like you know yeah why not? And then I just accepted the application, didn't really think about it, like why or like why not? Um, because I had nothing nothing to lose. I'd never been to the United States. I was like, the worst thing that could happen would be it's in a very remote town, which it is. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I'm doing well. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just intuition and all these other factors that I kind of researched about Penn State that I chose it. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like going in with that mindset is almost better because you don't really have any expectations so you're kind of right. just throwing it on a whim and seeing what happens right you know like I didn't really have much of a choice like I couldn't come and visit the state and like tour different campuses um and I think like when and I also wanted a campus experience I wasn't a city girl wanting to go to New York and not have a like you know or Boston or something so I just like really like the Penn State campus it's huge and it's, it's really like old but new and I just was like you know this is it <laughs> yeah absolutely it just felt like the right fit yeah. Um, so do you believe that Penn State support is kind of supportive towards more, more of that like innovative approach with technology? Um, yes, certainly. I think Penn State is one of the biggest research led and technology led universities in the States. And uh, we have a lot of programs and funding and, you know, entrepreneurial initiatives that are funded by the college and alumni and um, even the government that kind of help foster that innovation. Um, I was a I was initially an entrepreneurship minor, so I've seen how much importance Penn State has given to innovation and technology and like helping students find who they who they are and like what they want to be and also like uh, contribute to, you know, just the the world in general. And, and Penn State has been a really, really 
um, supportive university in that uh, way because they have resources for anything, like anything you think of and you can find someone who can help you out with it. It's it's just not in terms of money, but also like mentorship and access to resources or access to people or, you know, internships or jobs and, and kind of um, looking beyond classwork um, and helping, you know, we have hackathons that, like coding hackathons, which last like 48 hours, you're like you're coding for straight 48 hours. And you have a lot of like, you have start a week, which like have student-led startups, like setting up like their, um, you know, setting up their um, companies and uh, co- competing for funding. And we have a, a niche AI competition where people like have, uh, you know, artific- people who are interested in artificial intelligence participate and like build their own thing. So we have anything, you name it, and we have everything that Penn State can can think of. And I think that has really opened um a new world for me because I wasn't really into it and I didn't really honestly know much about it um so definitely Penn State is very very supportive and forward-looking in that way yeah wow yeah when I was kind of when we were speaking briefly before I know that you said you your second major was human-centered design and I just like I never heard of that we don't really have something like that um what do you think you would say that entails that kind of major um, I feel like so human centered design is is you know um named differently by different companies and universities. So it, it's also called human cent human computer interaction or like UX UI or uh, many other different terms. So but just to kind of give you a brief overview of what human centered design is, basically um this field particularly focuses on understanding people and the use of technology and kind of making the technology that we use on an everyday basis more human and user-friendly. And we typically focus on, you know, designing tools and building effective solutions uh, for like modern technology and how do we you know, um, solve problems around it and like how do we work for users and customers to understand their needs and design the technology around that. Um, so basically it's in the world, like human-centered design, design which are centered around the needs of humans and users who are going to be using it and how can we make it more and more, um, you know, natural, naturally flowing and, and very user-friendly. That's what the major is about. Obviously there are a lot of, um, you know, sub-plans that you can opt for, like, so the Penn State program uh, of human-centered design is very coding heavy. Um, so we focus a lot of, um, a lot on like coding and the backend software building stuff as well. But we also focus a lot on design, um, and designing and interfaces and like the look of it and how to make it, um, you know, very succinct and and have a good flow and how to make it user friendly. Um, so I'm more interested in the front end side. I'm not a coder. I'm not really into it. But it's really good to have the understanding because if I'll be working in the field and if I know how it works, I can design a better um you know a system or like an app or interface um so essentially um the Penn State program is very holistic that way and it kind of gives me exposure to the both both sides of of the major and the field um so which is really really um helpful as I you know go into my job search and like applying for jobs and all of that 
Yeah, absolutely. Even with the advances of things like, you know, chat GPT and like that sort of thing, it's like, it's really interesting to see how fast it can change, but then also like how it really is overtaking our kind of our area right now. Right, right. Yeah. And then, um, so the, you can interpret this question however you'd like, but what kind of changes or innovations would you like to see in the digital world? Honestly, um, I think like, for me, I'm a very, I'm very big on like tailored experiences. And um, I really enjoy tailored experiences, uh, uh, you know, platforms and systems that make me feel that it's uniquely for me. And um, I think that's something I have seen like growing up that wasn't really there, but um, now it's, you know, beginning to pick up and like you see more and more like um, tailored products and systems and apps that are like meant for your personal use. And I think that's something I'm kind of loving the kind of change and also like hoping that it becomes better like um in the digital world just seeing more and more personalized systems that cater to your need um don't really know if that answers the question but that's something like I'm really interested in uh you know like how uh companies and and uh platforms make it so you know um so tailored to your need um and that's the kind of change or innovation i'm i'm hoping for um to learn more about yeah absolutely and then also with that background in public relations i'm sure that you know like i just i think that it's really fascinating how you can really combine the two because i never would have thought of something around that but we all know that the digital side is so important with public relations yeah yeah totally And then um, why do you believe that it's important to connect the psychological side of technology when you're making these programs? Um, I feel like technology is nothing without the people who use it. And uh, if we if we cannot relate to what we're using on an everyday basis or if it's not um, working out for us or doesn't. Um, it's not easy to use. I feel none of us would be using our smartphones or like phones or I mean uh, laptops or any other technology that we interact with. Um, and to understand what we want, I think we need to dig deep into the psychological side of humans and how they function and how they think. Um, there is a lot of emphasis on how humans think in technology and that really, really drives how we design systems. Um, so if we don't know the psychology about uh, of the users who are gonna be using the system, um, we might design something which is totally off off beat and and something that we don't really want. Um, so it's almost like designing something we 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 will never use. Um, so I think psychology and technology kind of go hand in hand, um, and it's not like mutually exclusive. We need to understand who we are designing for, and in order to do that, we need to know how they think and what they think and why they think that. Um, so it's just a very um, versatile and and interesting process yeah absolutely and then um just one last thing so now that you're in your final year and you're a senior um is there anything that you wish that you would have known when you were in high school or just when you were younger or starting that um that you didn't know then that you wish you would have um I think that one thing that I really wish that I knew back then was how technology doesn't always have to be 
<clears throat> sorry, math or coding or science. It could be something that interests you and you can always make it work for you. Like when I joined public relations, I was like so um so against going more technical and and you know running away from numbers and science and math and all of that but i feel like technology is so much more than that and you can always find what you really like um as a subsegment of it um and that's something i wish somebody told me back then that uh, you don't have to be a geek or like a nerd to you know know everything about technology you can also be someone who just enjoys one aspect of it and specializes in that um and I learned it like two years into college. Um, and I'm really glad that I did that. Um, but for anybody who's who's afraid to, you know, switch into technology or add anything related to analytics or or you know, math or even like a little bit of coding, um, honestly, if if that's something that scares you, that's okay. You can always find a way around it. Uh, but it's also like it's also very interesting to kind of know. Um these things and uh, you can always find what interests you um, and you don't have to go to the typical route and follow that um, but yeah like don't let the words and everything around us scare you um, that's something that I wish I knew that I don't have to be scared I can always be fine and and go with what I really like um, so yeah that, that's something I I hope people will take away from this and and think about what integrating more um, you know useful methods and and um, just integrating their life with more of uh, things that are more intellectually stimulating and and uh, they can like always combine it with different things. They don't. There's no one right answer uh, to whatever they're trying to do. Um, so yeah, just always keep that in mind. <laughs> Well, thank you. This was very helpful, Verinda. It's really great to kind of get someone who understands how the technology side of AdamPR works because, like you said before, once you can kind of understand how all of these six systems are able to work together, it can create something better tailored towards that target audience. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I know as young professionals, it's important for us to understand different areas of our practice, even speaking outside of our state. And so having a different perspective of how things are done, things are ran in areas like Pennsylvania and Georgia, and just where different people are coming from, it's very interesting to hear their sides and their perspectives. If you'd like to connect with either one of them, I will leave both Cayman and Verinda's social information in the show notes below. But until then, I will see you all next time on PR Hangover.